on the crosstalk on WICM. I'm Mike Hayes, our guest uh, regularly on uh, Wednesdays, just to get an update from my Mayo Clinic Incident Commander Jason Fratsky. Hey, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. How are you and your pod? Hey, we're doing okay. Good morning to you. Hanging in there as best you can. Well, uh, apparently, uh, you and other medical uh, people who tow the Dr. Fauci line are part of the problem, Jason. I didn't don't know if you knew that, but uh, the, because COVID is just a big lie. Let me ask you one of the questions uh, that one of my listeners wondered. How many do you know how many people uh, of late, not necessarily, well, any time, uh, have died of the regular flu lately? So I am not aware. Now, um, no, I don't. I don't have those numbers, but I can tell you that uh, really the flu season is not kicked into high gear. Um, I'm certain that uh, we, we've started to do some testing of the flu, um, but uh, what is uh, really uh, probably delayed, or will uh, we're hoping, cross the fingers, suppress some of the, the peak that we have with flu is the precautions we're taking for COVID. So again, masking social distancing, as well as, uh, you know, good hand hygiene works exactly the same way for the flu as it does for COVID. One of the issues we talked about yesterday on this program is that wearing a mask and washing your hands only works as far as uh, that individual who washes their hands, puts on their mask, and doesn't touch their mask till the next time they're ready to wash their hands. Because uh, every time you touch your mask, you're transferring whatever germs that were on the bathroom door or your desk or your phone or whatever to your mask. And uh, your mask is full of COVID, and hence you are still spreading uh, the disease. So um, really, once it's embedded in your mask, um, the likelihood of it being spread to others is low because it's, it's um, sort of embedded in the mask. It's kind of how the filtration works. Even a crummy... Even yeah, a crummy, just a regular cloth mask is still going to harbor the disease but not spread the disease. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it would depend on, you know, how soiled it, it, it is. But sure. in general, I, yes, that's I get the whole it. concept of the mask. It catches the airborne, uh, you know, virus and traps it within the mask. So as long as, yes, you shouldn't be, you know, um, playing with your mask and touching it a lot and then touching other surfaces. And I know that's difficult sometimes. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're using the mask properly and uh, using good hand hygiene, um, it, it definitely safeguards others from, from yourself if you were to be positive. If, uh, if it, just a scenario here, let's assume that uh, someone has coughed into their mask and there's COVID now in the mask. If you touch that mask with your fingers to pull it up over your nose and so forth, when, when I talk, my mask slips down under my nose, so I got to move it back up if I'm in conversation, does that mean that I've now transferred from the mask to my fingers COVID-19? Typically, the, you know, it, it, again, that's a typically no would be the answer. Um, and again, um, I have, whenever that occurs, I, I carry with me in my car or on my person, you know, a little squirt of, um, you know, a uh, little hand hygiene, sure, sure. Um, alcohol and uh, put it on my hands. And so, um, as long as you, people are doing those types of activities, it's going to drastically improve or decrease, I should say, uh, the chance of transmission. Increasing the sales of little tiny bottles of hand sanitizer uh, a hundredfold. <laughs> Not only do you have your wallet in your pocket, but a little bottle of hand sanitizer that you use every time your hands touch anything on your body, apparently. 
Yeah, I mean, this is good practice. I know it's not easy practice, but if we do that better, um, it certainly improves our chances not to, to spread the, yeah. the virus. Let me let, let us. I, I know this is speculation. The scenario when the, when the masses. I, I'm guessing that all of you guys, doctors, nurses, frontline employee workers, will get the vaccine as soon as it's available. Then uh, those who are in nursing homes and those that are vulnerable will get it. Uh, will enough people in those two categories, you think, uh, be enough to uh, begin to show a, a change uh, of the ebb and tide of COVID? Because we both know there are a ton of people that believe that the vaccine is at least as dangerous as COVID. Some believe it even more. Yeah, no, I think from a, uh, will it help? Certainly it will help. Um, and what really that's aimed at is our, the ability for our communities to care for uh, or alleviate the need for hospitalization. So we do know that, that people in lower risk can obviously get COVID, uh, and the majority of them do well, although some, you know, obviously do need hospitalization. But as you get up that pyramid towards the top of those at most risk, we want to safeguard. That's what our hospitals um, are really uh, mostly filled with individuals in those higher risk categories. And so if you uh, vaccinate those individuals early on, then that, again, allows uh, more capacity in the, in the facilities or in the hospitals. Um, and we're not so overwhelmed uh, and can take care of everything rather than, you know, uh, so to, you know, being so focused on the COVID. So, uh, you know, yes, it, it, you know, I understand the concerns, um, but, you know, the efficacy on this is coming uh, back very, very positive, and uh, there's risk associated with pretty much anything. If you've ever watched a drug commercial and you get to listen at the end, all the potential side effects, huh. things can occur, but by and far, uh, it's going to be a very safe product for the public. Well, and that's the important part, I guess, uh, even with some of the uh, potential side effects. None of them include death, so uh, so that's a good thing. All right, so uh, no visitors uh, right now at Mayo, and uh, not overwhelmed, but uh, at or very near capacity uh, at Mayo. Are you uh, still plugging along? Anybody going home healthy these days, or are you just having everybody come in with COVID, grab a bed, and stay for a while? Yeah, I know it's um, supply and demand. Uh, we, uh, over the last several weeks, have more supply or more demand than we've been getting out, but we are getting patients out. I mean, I think people need to understand people are oftentimes when they come to the hospital, you know, they're in need. They, you know, aren't able to manage on their own. And so we're just safeguarding, providing them, you know, with care and with uh, there are some medications now we're able to provide to patients that uh, help with, uh, you know, their symptoms and and recovering sooner. And um, so we're getting those patients out. So it's not unusual that we discharge several patients Every day, who um, have been, who are, have been COVID positive, but the in keeps uh, at this point slowly. There's been more in than outs more on ins. a daily basis. Yeah, more ins than outs, and that's still a problem. Uh, Jason Fratsky, thanks very much for talking with us this morning. It is always a pleasure. I hope next Wednesday we have better news to discuss.